Hello everyone, how are you? It's Pastor Rod and we're doing part four of a four-week series on The Lord is My Shepherd, The Good Shepherd. And I, I've been talking about my cousin's sheep farm. When I was a little boy, went down to my cousin's sheep farm every September holidays. And in September, it was a time for shearing the sheep of all their wool. And it was a time for the baby lambs to be born. It was a beautiful time. And that part of Australia is beautiful. It's so green. It's full of lovely rivers and creeks and um, and the sheep look so look so healthy and happy and my cousin my cousin James is a nice farmer and so it was like everything was as it should be and today I want to talk about the last part which is about our lives shining forth how God is how good God is for a new generation let me say that again our lives shining forth or showing the way for another generation you see, if people look at our lives and say, wow, it didn't work for you, it's going to be very hard for them to say, well, God is good or God could do something good for me. And so as an older believer in Christ, been following Jesus now for 42 years, I want to say that God is good. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Come on, we can say that together. All the time, God is good. God is good all the time. And as an older believer, there's been ups and downs. There's been forward movements and some difficult times. This pandemic has been a a difficult time for many people. But I want to tell you, in all of that, God's presence is in our lives and He wants us to shine forth, speak forth, read the Word for another generation. As as I went to the farm, I saw all those beautiful uh, lammies, Little lambs, they used to call them lammies. Lammy, lammy, they used to call them lammy, lammy. And the farmers would call the, the lambs in for their, their special amount of milk. And one of the sad things on the farm is that every year there are mothers that, uh, mother, mother sheep that have um, twins. And sometimes they reject one of the twins. And it's one of the things of the animal world that's very strange and very hurtful even to think, why did that happen? How did that happen? But... As a result of that, they used to get the the orphan lambs, the lambs that were rejected, and bring them into a a special pen. And it was such a joy to wake up every morning and say, can we feed the the lammies today? And they would say, of course, and they'd heat the the milk, uh, put them in in hot milk bottles, and uh, we'd go out and get a a lammy under our arm and and hold it nicely, and and the lamb would suck the milk. (laughs) It would take about 10 minutes to drink the milk and... We got attached to the lambs, the, the lammies, and they were beautiful. And uh, it was just such an amazing experience for a little child, you can imagine. And um, as we put them down, they would follow us. We'd go over here and they'd follow us here, and we'd go over here and they'd follow us there. And um, we realized that we'd attached, we'd, we'd, we'd grown together. Something had happened in, in our lives that those lambs really loved. Now, those lambs can't stay lambs forever. They've got to grow up and be in the field. But as babies, it was the most amazing time of caring for the lambs. Now, what I want to say today is the last part of Psalm 23 comes down to the blessing of God on my life. The blessing of God, which talks about an anointing. It talks about being fulfilled. It talks about this this, this incredible um, what's following me in my life. And it's speaking about I am so blessed. I've followed him for so long that now I want to help another generation. And friends, I want to tell you, as believers, there's got to be a time that we say, God, can I help someone else? There's got to be a time where we say, I've received so much. 
Could I help? Could I pray? Could I encourage? Could I lift? Could I give? Could I, whatever it is, could I, could I help some others? It's called showing the way for another generation. So we're going to read here from Psalm 23, verse 5, the second part, and verse 6. Are you ready? This is our, this is our key text for today about shining forth our lives. Here we go. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And it's it's shining forward. Lord, you've 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 blessed me so much. I think as a as an older believer, I remember what King David what said. He said, I, I was once young, I'm now old, but I've never seen God's people forsaken. God has taken care. And so I just want to share this with you, this, this shining forth. There's, there's a few things I want to share right now. Number one is that we're supposed to model real life to another generation. When I say real life, I mean no no fake, no no uh, putting it on for someone else and say, oh, I'm so amazing when we're not really amazing. I'm talking about actually being real and showing forth who we are. And my wife and I, Viv, uh, and I have always tried to, to be real to our own children, to, to Monty and Richie and to the people in the church that we're not perfect. Uh, just ask my family, just ask my kids. Uh, there's been things I've done uh, I wish I could have done differently. And, um, but you know what? We've always taken responsibility. I remember uh, one time I said to Monty as a young adult, son, I, I'm sorry if I've ever let you down. Or, and I remember him just looking at me saying, Dad, it's okay. It's okay. Because, because it's not about being perfect. It's about being real right? It's about being real. And parents and leaders, one of the most important things right now is that we are not celebrity people. We are real people. We're living in the real world and we're reflecting the real ups and downs. Come on. Even in the pandemic, I'm honest with my team. It's, it's a good time. It's a tough time. Whatever it is, we've got to show reality because our kids and our next generation are growing up saying, is that what it's like? Is that where I'm going? Is that what's ahead for me on the road? Is that, is that the end point of the journey? And friends, I'm not at the end of my journey, but I want to finish really well and shine forth for the next generation. Come on, give God a big praise. Come on. Let's shine forth for other people. Let's be, let's be those sort of Christians that say, God, I want to shine forth the goodness of God. The second thing I want to say is sort of similar. It's tell your kids how good God is often. All the time, God is good. God is good. I, I talk to parents often and I say to them, if you want your kids to grow up to love God, you've got to talk about God well. You've got to speak about the church well. You've got to speak about being a leader well. You've got to speak about the, the, the things the things that God has done. And you've got to tell them a story over and over about how, how, how you know, God was good and how God healed you and how God healed grandma or, or, or touched someone. And I saw goodness and... And I often talk to them about traveling home from church with the kids in the back seat. And what do you talk about? And I want to encourage you, talk about the goodness of God, the, the presence of God, the, the healing of God. It was, it was good we went to the house of the Lord. Surely goodness and mercy are, are following us. Come on, church. Come on. Come on, team. And, and I'm, I'm saying to them, some people, one of my, one of my team said to me once uh, recently, how can I make sure my kids grow up to love God? And my answer was, you've got to show them that you love God. You've got to speak about God's goodness. And I just want to tell you this little story I just heard from a, a church in, in, in Nepal, in the country of Nepal, in, in Kathmandu. And um, 
one of our great pastors, Adrian, is, is teaching a, a young church um, house churches in, in Kathmandu about journaling. Journaling is where we just open the Bible and say, God, speak to me today and just take a simple note. God's going to speak about love or faith or forgiveness or just speaking in daily, the, the daily bread as Jesus talks about. The, the Word of God is our daily bread. And and and, and Adrian was teaching this pastor in his t- church of about 20 about how to journal. And I got this story that there was an 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 old lady, an old lady, a 95-year-old lovely lady in the church. And, and um, apparently she was the first Christian in her whole area. She was the first believer in Jesus Christ in her whole area. And as such, it was hard and tough at first. But then her children know the Lord and then her grandchildren know the Lord. And now she's in a great, a great church in Nepal. And, and, and as Adrian is teaching about, just open the Bible. She said, I've never heard that. I'm 95. And God is good. But I've never heard that. And, and so Adrian opened up and said, let's read Psalm 23, like what we're doing today. This is just last week. And um, the dear old lady read, well, she, she actually can't read. They read to her. Um, they read to her Psalm 23, and she thought, journaling, what would God say to me? And she said, oh, let me tell you that I'm 95 years old, and surely goodness and mercy have followed me all the days of my life. Wow, what what a beautiful old lady. Her name is, Kug- is Kugda, I think. K- Kadga. Kadga. I've got to get it right. Kadga, if you're watching today, we love you. The people in Nepal, we love you. And um, Pastor Daniel and everyone there. And the thing is that we can teach another generation, no matter what age they are, that they can hear the voice of God, the voice of the shepherd. Is that you, shepherd? And knowing that voice and knowing it's a voice that's going to lead to goodness, not the voice of a stranger that leads to strange things or the voice of a wolf that will lead to death, but the voice of the good shepherd. And, and, and uh, it was just so amazing that Kadga said, I'm 95 and I'm learning how to hear it from God all over again. And I just love that story that people, no matter what age you are, God wants to speak to you. And he wants to be in your life. Tell the kids how good God is. Tell them in the back seat. Tell them in the church. Tell them in the home. Tell them that God is good. That doesn't mean that all of life is good. There are some bad things that happen to good people. And I've seen this as a pastor. Uh, I, I wish I could say differently, but I've seen some tough things and been part of some tough things. But at the end of the day, I've still got to get my heart right and turn around and say to my kids, God is good. God loves you. The shepherd speaks to you. He wants to lead you. Come on, give the Lord a big praise. And the last thing I want to say in this area is we've got to build into the local church with other people. And I want to say here at Lifehouse, we love our kids so much. And over the years, watching our kids kids church grow and uh, uh, Sachi and the team, we love you. And then the other teams in Hong Kong and Bali and India and all over the place. You are amazing all over Japan and uh, and just training kids workers, teaching them how to be safe and caring and, and bringing up the next generation. And one of the joys as a pastor this last year has been hearing about how we had to do it online. And our online programming has been absolutely amazing. I, I love watching our, our person in character, Kenny the Koala, doing the Lord's Prayer and, and, and still hearing how kids love to sing the Lord's Prayer in English and Japanese. Come on. Here we go. Let's have a bit of Kenny right now. There we go. He's amazing. You're amazing, Kenny. And 
uh, teaching us the Lord's Prayer and just hearing little kids wander around the house singing the Lord's Prayer and, uh, and then hearing about how families are coming to watch through our online Zoom, our online English program, our online bilingual program in different languages in Cantonese and Mandarin and Indonesian and Tamil uh, and uh, just amazing teams and, and then hearing about how children have led their parents to know Jesus this last year. We had a wonderful family in, in Nagano where the, 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 the young girl was watching online and then the, the mum started watching and then the dad. And, and, and God is moving through the children. God is moving. God is touching. I, I just heard this morning about um, a father who has been away from Jesus for maybe his whole uh, adult life and, and he's got a, a young child and said, can I bring my young child to the, to the English teaching and I, I need to reconnect to church. And friends, I don't care how this happens and, and, and God is using us and the next generation together because this is the way it is on the sheep farm. This is the way it is, the sheep with the, the shepherds. And this is the way it is with us with God, is that we are a generational work. And I want to say to you, sow your life into another generation. Sow your life into other people and you will be happy. Your mind will get better. Your health will get better because we're meant to care for another generation. So as a warning, in this message, I do actually have a warning. There we go. Because, it, because it's, it's pretty important that we understand this. And Jesus, the greatest warning he probably ever gave was, don't stumble little, little children or don't stumble young Christians. Don't, don't be part of the stumbling process. And Jesus said this in Luke 17, 2. He says, it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of the little ones to stumble. And friends, I, I've just always had it in my heart as I got saved at 19 and came out of a life of badness and darkness and rejection and hurt and, 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 and thinking about suicide and, and got saved and filled. And, and I said, God, I want my life to be different. I want my life to have purpose. I want to I I have a great marriage and be a great father. And I want to do things for other people. And my whole, my whole mindset was changed. I was filled with the Holy Spirit and I was broken, but now I'm not broken. I'm being healed. Come on. Come on. We are not broken. We are sons and daughters of God. We are sheep in his sheepfold and he loves us and draws us. And he's saying to us, now that you have this new nature, now you have a new heart, Touch some other people too. Don't hurt other people. And that's why we've got to be careful about strangers and strange voices and strange YouTube stuff that takes us into all sorts of corners of thinking and takes us away from joy. I, I remember very early on here in, in, in Tokyo and uh, uh, a, a wonderful young lady, uh, a Japanese lady, became a Christian, a believer in Jesus. And, and she was so full of joy. She just loved to read the Bible and say, Pastor Rod and others, I, I read this and God loves me. And, and after about six months, she, she came in and she'd lost her joy. And she stopped reading the Bible. And, and I said to her, what happened? And she said, oh, I met another person. And they said, that church has too much joy. That church has too much joy. And you can't hear the Bible for yourself. And started to sow into her strange voices, something that she didn't know up to that point. And she lost her joy. And I know we prayed for her many times. And, um, but, you know, Jesus said, you don't stumble. 
we shouldn't be saying to young people, oh, it's going to get hard, it's going to get tough, and just wait till you're as old as me. You'll know more. And when you know more, hey, we've got to get rid of all that, all that stuff and bring people back to the being lammies, the, 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 the milk of the word. And, and God loves you. God is with you. God is for you. God is on you. God is in you. You're not broken. You are being healed. You are being filled. You are being filled with passion and vision. Come on. Jesus says, don't be part of that negative thing. And I want to say to you, if you got sucked into something that's negative and lost your joy, I've got great news. In this moment right now, come back and say, God, I want to be that lamby again, drinking. I want to be that sheep again, growing. I want to be all that I can be, growing into purpose and dream and destiny and leaving behind disappointment. You get the picture. And the next thing I want to say is, is also really important that Jesus after his resurrection, challenged Peter, who was going to lead the church. And he said to Peter, hey, Peter, now that you're coming back, because Peter had denied Jesus three times, now that you're coming back, do you love me? Do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord, you, you know I love you. And uh, Jesus said a second time, do you love me? And yeah. And third time, do you love me? Yeah. And Jesus said in there, he said these things. He said then, feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, and feed my sheep. And friends, when we come back out of wilderness, back into the center, we'll come back to vision and purpose and intention and dream. All the things that can lose, we can get it back. Right now you can get it back by saying, Lord, I, all that stuff, I'll let it go. I want to come back to center. I want to come back to purpose. And when, when Jesus said to Peter, feed my lambs and then feed my sheep, I, I, I sort of thought, isn't that the same thing? But then I thought back to the sheep farm and I remembered those baby lammies with milk and you had to get them and you had to feed them every day and they, and they were with you and they followed you around. And, but you know, when, when lambs grow into sheep, we can't do that. Sheep have got to be forced onto grass. They've got to be forced into the paddock, into the, into the, uh, the hills, <laughs> into the, the area. They've got to be, no, no, you're not a lamb anymore. You've got to learn how to feed yourself. You've got to learn how to hear the voice of God for yourself. Now that when you were when you were lambs, it was fine, but now you're sheep. And I think one of the most important things this pandemic has taught the church around the world is that we have to read the Bible for ourselves. We have to learn how to hear the voice of God for ourselves. We have to learn how to overcome temptation when we're on our own. We have to learn how to keep a right mind when we're on our own. And this is about becoming a sheep. And so Jesus said to, to Peter, it's okay to feed the lambs when they're lambs, but when they're becoming the sheep, you've got to teach them how to feed themselves. And friends at Lifehouse, I want you to know we, we believe in reading the Bible, read the whole Bible, uh, say, God, speak to me, get, get the hard stuff as well as the easy stuff, get the, all the stuff and grow into all we can be, grow up. And this is what, um, this is what it says in Hebrews, that, that we're no longer babies just on the milk anymore, but now we have solid food because it's for the mature and complete. Now, I, I haven't got, got there completely yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm still reading the Word every day. I want to finish today by reading you a, a little poem. You'll know this poem. It's um, called Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> and uh, as I was doing this prep for this message I was and coming to a conclusion I finished for four weeks on the shepherd and the sheep this little poem came to my mind it just says Mary had a little lamb little lamb little lamb Mary had a little lamb its fleece was white as snow now 
There is a song attached to that, but I'm not going to sing it, all right? Just so you can relax right now. But it's just about a little girl. And I researched, I Googled it, and it's a little girl called Mary Sawyer and her brother Nat who had this little lamb. And everywhere they went, this lamb followed them to school or wherever. And it became this poem. Now, I don't know why it got into my heart, except I researched and I read two last verses of this poem I'd never read before. So as I read it to you, please don't think I'm treating you as little children here today. But I just think there's something very important as I bring this to a conclusion about shepherd and sheep. The poem goes like this. Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. And everywhere that Mary went, Mary Mary went, Mary went. Everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. He followed her to school one day, school one day, school one day. He followed her to school one day, which was against the rules. It made the children laugh and play, laugh and play, laugh and play. It made the children laugh and play to see a lamb at school. Why does the lamb love Mary so? Love Mary so, love Mary so. Why does the lamb love Mary so? The eager children cried. You ready for the conclusion? This is what the teacher said. Why? Mary loves the lamb you know. Lamb you know. Lamb you know. Why Mary loves the lamb you know. The teacher did reply. And as I thought of that, I thought, of course, why do we follow Jesus? And the answer is because he is the good shepherd. Why do we follow? Why do we follow his voice, his word, his, his, his local church? And why, why, do we, why, do we, why do we obey? And Jesus said, he said, the ones who obey are the ones who love. And I think as I bring this to a conclusion after four weeks, I just want to bring it right round to Jesus. Of course I do. And to give you these last few scriptures as we close here today. And of course, John 3.16. John 3.16 is talking about how God loves us so much that he had to do something. And in, in the original language here, when, when it comes out, for God so loved the world, anyone who was listening would never have thought it was going to say, so God gave his son. No one, no one would have thought that. That was like uh, the most surprising thing that Jesus could ever have revealed. Maybe, maybe God so loved the world, he would do some kind things. He would send some rain. He would help them with their crops. They're all good. And God does that, the Bible says. But this is the surprising nature of our God. It says God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, his unique son, only one. He gave one. He gave his son. He gave his best. And, you know, I think of all of heaven saying, what, how, can, how, can, how can God help humanity? And God's saying, I'm going to send my son. And then everyone's shocked. Angels shocked. What? Nobody, nobody had thought of that. The devil had never thought of that. That's why the Bible says the devil crucified Jesus because he didn't realize that the crucifixion of Jesus is our salvation and our redemption. And the Bible says in Corinthians that the devil would never have done that if he knew the power that Jesus gave by giving his life. For God so loved the world, what did he do? He, he gave his one and only son. That's how much the shepherd loves the sheep. That whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. This happened to me 42 years ago when I gave my life to Jesus, I believed. And I've been a believer for 42 years and I've, I've never walked away because I've known the goodness of the, of the shepherd and I've known what it was like to not be under the shepherd. I never want to be under that again. I want to be under the shepherd for the rest of my life. And, and look at Romans 5.8. It says this, But God demonstrates, shows 
He shows His love for us that while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. What a, what a beautiful revelation of the shepherd. He, he's the shepherd. And, and this is what Jesus said. And this is my very last scripture of this whole series. Here we go. John 10, 10 to 11. The thief, the devil, guys, girls, the devil. It's the devil who comes to steal and kill and destroy. It's not, it's not God. It's not Jesus. It's not, it's not that. It's, it's a devil. We've got to get it right. That's the devil causing pain and sickness and wounding and hurt and whatever. Jesus says, I've come that they might have life and life to the full. I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And that's why we follow Jesus. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you that you love us so much that you gave your one and only son, Jesus. And we thank you, shepherd, good shepherd, the best shepherd, the only shepherd of my soul, that, that, that you are. You're my shepherd and you want me to be healthy and grow well. You protect me. You are my protector. And Lord, you want us to be part of another generation. I pray we will be less selfish and more outgoing in our hearts and minds and say, God, use me with my, my gifts and my, my resources and my time and my prayer to help other people. Lord, I pray that we would be a, a, a generous and outthinking people that all your, your goodness is following us and we want to pass it on to another generation. And we give you thanks for this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give God a big praise. And would you like to know the Good Shepherd if you don't know Him? He died for you. Right now, I'm going to count to three and you can receive Jesus into your life. One, God loves you. Two, would you open your heart? And three, right now, let's pray to receive Jesus. Lord Jesus, come in. Forgive me. Change me. Become my Good Shepherd. I will follow you and be thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a big praise. So let's think about how we can give and bless. And hey, let's come out of here with a great heart. The Lord is my good shepherd. See you soon.